You're listening to Cast, Season 7, Episodes 11 through 13, Cluster C. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hello. Hi. And uh, we're also joined by our experts down in Texas. We've got John Pavlich, who you heard at the top. Greetings. And Annie. Hello. And our other newbie over in New Orleans, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And they're all freezing to death. Well, not quite literally. <laughs> Figuratively. It's chilly. It's chilly down there. It's chilly up here, too, but we're, uh, we're insulated for that. And so, Y'all know how to handle it. We can't even drive in the snow. What are we going to do? It's, well, it's been dry here. There's been barely any snow here. I know. There's. It's, it's kind of odd. Yeah. We're kind of waiting for us to get slapped with like a couple feet or something. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, December, January are the snowiest months in this in the city. Yeah. So. Just didn't do it yet. Nope. That was. December's job. Uh, so we've got three episodes we're looking through today. Indeed. And the first one of those is... Season 7, Episode 11, Adventures in Babysitting. While Dean becomes obsessed with eliminating Dick Roman, Sam helps a teenage girl look for her father, a hunter who's gone missing. This was the one with the cool little girl. Yeah. <laughs> and this is also the one that newbie Paul could have totally spoiled himself on if he wanted to right after the Idgicast debut. The episode zero was on January 2nd, and the air date for this episode was January 6th of 2012. Ah. Huh. How about that? Mm, so I don't think like, it would have spoiled, like, too much necessarily <laughs> about the show. Like, Yeah, really. You probably would have been really confused. Yeah, probably confused. Yeah, you just would have been like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what is this? Who's that guy? Bobby, what? <laughs> what did that guy say when I said, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, hey, what's uh, what's people's high points on this one? Frank. Yeah, I've got the Frank and Dean pair up for me, yeah. Yeah. Any Anytime there's an episode with Frank, that's usually going to be my answer. I was I was lukewarm on Frank for the first episode, but this one, uh, this one I was really enjoying it, the interplay. Uh, my high point was when the little girl was like a total badass. Yeah, I like that part. I'm right there with you. I did enjoy that, yes. I also went with Frank, but I was—I specifically liked the um, story about his family. Like, it's an unexpectedly awful and completely sane reason for him to be out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd do it. Wow, I was just—I uh, was just having a flashback to last night when we were talking about Frank and his family and. <laughs> because last night I recorded for a Defenders podcast working on The Punisher. Mm-hmm. And The Punisher's name is Frank, and his family was all killed. And <laughs> Not really spoilers for The Punisher, it's his origin story. Well, yeah, ba- well, basically, uh, like, it's like, it's like, there, there, it's like there's, there's The Punisher Frank, 
And then there's this Frank who is basically a microchip. Yes. Yep. <laughs> this Frank went in that direction. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt those parallels too. But uh, anyways, that's that's a separate so- separate topic entirely. Mm-hmm. Have we get everybody's high points? I think so. Well, then we might uh, get on to people's low points. This this episode was a little too fillery for me, just in the sense that, um, like, there, like we kind of we had this other stuff going on with like Dick Roman, and we kind of needed to focus on that. <laughs> like the like, what did we learn in this episode? Is like, oh, they have this plot of land and they're doing stuff with it. That's it. Like the like nothing nothing progressed beyond that. Um, so I kind of like while the stuff the little girl was cool, I just feel like I would have preferred it to be its own thing in some other episode in some other season where all this other stuff wasn't going on and wasn't more important. Yeah, my my note was was similar to that. Just just saying that it was you know with the title and everything, it would feel like uh, the, that it would be more focused on that, and it took forever until Dean and Chrissy were paired up and, and working together. Or, you know, yeah, or working or not working together. You know what I mean. Uh, they, yeah. Together. I think for me, the low point was what like John was saying, which is like the placement of this episode seemed really odd. Like I'm not like it was pretty much a standalone. You could have kind of plopped it anywhere, but like it just didn't. I, I felt like it should have been something else after what happened last week. It just felt weird to go in this direction to me. You got a low point? I'm, yeah, no. I'm, Not really? <laughs> I'm having a hard time remembering. It was a while ago when I watched it. So. <laughs> I don't really have a low point noted either. It it does feel kind of yeah, underwhelming and uh, fillery after, after last week. Um, nothing in particular sticks out about it, though. That I don't actually like. Yeah, so. it's, it's not like oh that. Was yeah, like I said, part. like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like the episode was fine. Like I, like I did enjoy the stuff, the little girl, but it was just like, what are you doing, Supernatural? We don't, have, we don't have time for this. <laughs> this now is not the time. <laughs> yeah, if there had been at least a little bit of more payoff about the uh, the numbers, mm-hmm. or something, you know, something to make to make both parts equally interesting, right. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I just thought it happened at a weird time in the story arc. Did Chrissy remind anybody else a little bit of Ben? <sighs> Who's Ben? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's not a joke. I honestly have no clue. Dean, uh, Dean's uh, uh, quote-unquote Lisa's, son. Lisa's yeah, son. Lisa's, Lisa's, oh. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't think about him. Uh, not really. Didn't, didn't occur to me, no. <laughs> Maybe it's just dark-haired kids. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a weird week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did anybody want to give any quotes for this episode? I didn't gather any myself. Uh. <clears throat> I have a few. All right. Um, I don't think you're in a position to be giving suggestions, all right? Maybe because you're one tinfoil hat away from a rubber room. You think it's this easy to see inside what's real and also be bipolar with delusional ideation? There's no pill for my situation, sweetie pop. So yeah, the big mouths are onto me. Next question. 
Relax, it's a field, not the Death Star. Dick's at a TED conference. It's all over the Huffington Post. Okay. So, who wins and who loses? Or who wins, basically? Uh, I guess Dean. Yeah, I he made a friend. Yeah, yeah, I said Dean because he's the last one standing to 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 mm-hmm. come to the rescue. Yeah. Besides yeah. Chrissy, Chrissy okay, kind of won, but. Well, right. She's not a choice. No. no. I said Sam because he actually he went to help a kid who needed help, while Dean got you know duped by that kid. Hmm. Doris. Well. Oh, Dean. Dean still wins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you were, you were Dean. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm sticking with Dean. <laughs> All right, who wants to rate it first then? I'll rate it. Um, I thought it was, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I thought the little girl was super cute. Um, my only real problem with it is that it just, like I had said, felt misplaced in the season. And like after Bobby's death, like we probably, I don't know, I felt like uh, we should have, dealt with that in some other fashion than I don't know it just felt weird to me so um, I'm going to give this one 8 out of 10 patient grasshoppers <laughs> yeah um, like I said uh, I enjoyed the episode you know there, there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with, with the content within it just it just didn't feel right you know it's like we got this other stuff going on that's that's a bit more important this felt a bit more Standalone. Like, if this had been an episode that just needed some reason for Sam and Dean to be separated, like, you know, one of those episodes where they're like on the outs with each other yeah. or something, you know, they have some sort of have some sort of conflicts and they and they can't be around each other. Um, then that that would have made more sense and would have been more appropriate. Um, but, you know, but it's fine. Uh, you know, there's like the little girl was cool and I like seeing Frank. So I'm going to give this one six out of ten fist bumps. Yeah, I think, nice. I think it suffered for me uh, partially because I, I sometimes I'll, I'll just uh, work these things once through and, and take the notes and everything all at once. So sometimes I'll watch them through just to watch and then dissect later. And when I watched a second time, it just got a little bit on the duller side again for me. And, the, you know, the field, nothing's going on and there's a long time to team them up and get to the interesting part with the girl. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. And, and, and it's long enough now that I don't even know what my rating means, but it's six out of ten hunter pediatricians. Hmm. What am I talking about? Oh, I don't know. That, that's because uh, Dean was was trying to talk uh, Chrissy out of that life, right. saying like you know she she could like could go to school and become a pediatrician. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. It was. All right, you know, again, it, it didn't really seem to get anywhere. It didn't really seem to fit. It was odd. But, you know, it didn't, it wasn't a stinker, that's for sure. So I'm going to give it um, uh, six out of ten uh, creepy surveillance fans. Um, I actually, I do like this episode. I enjoy it. I like Chris, I, li- I really like Chrissy. Um, she's a good little actress and an awesome kid in the show and i like frank um decent monster of the week um so i'll i'll give it seven out of ten tinfoil hats 
Yeah, so it's just the part where Yvette says, so the rating turns out to be <laughs> average. Is this thing on? <laughs> it should be. Is she still here? <laughs> Did she mute I us? am here. Oh, I was oh, muted. Oh, okay. uh, my dogs oh. were fighting. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, no. I just didn't want y'all to hear. Not fight, fight. They were playing fighting. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Six point. Yeah, they're like just like making faces at each other. And one of them looks like a werewolf when he gets mad. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> all right. 6.4 out of 10 total. So, you know, that seems good. That seems fair. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm good with that. Kind of above average. Yeah. All right, moving into uh, 712. 712, Season 7, Episode 12, Time After Time. Logan Eccles sends Dean back to 1944, where he's arrested by Elliot Ness, who, surprisingly, is also a hunter. And also Crichton. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Did you recognize the both of the, the stunt casts in this one? I I didn't. I'm well, you re- did you recognize Logan though, right? I recognized him, but I couldn't place him until after you said it. I'm like, oh, of, oh, of course. course. But Crycheck, you didn't. No. Uh uh-uh. uh That's too far back in your memory. Yeah. Yes, when was the last time you really watched X Files? I mean, besides Sometime the, in the nineties. Besides the revival, <laughs> which didn't have him in it anyway, but. Sometime in the nineties. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, Crycheck, and then I was like, oh my god, Logan, Logan! <laughs> and I freaked out, y'all. I This is a spoiler alert for me. I'm a sucker for like anything to do with time travel and Logan. So this one, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I know I'm like in my high points already. Dean looks great in period costume. Oh, that was uh, very nice. And I would like it if this whole series would just be transported back to the 40s. I think it would be amazing. I loved it. This was great. High point all around. Logan was great. Crycheck's awesome. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, my favorite thing about this episode was the cinematography. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, the, particularly the lighting was really good. Like, there was a lot of um, just r- r- sort of bloomed out... Um, a lot of, lot of warm, like, amber colors. Uh, really really stood out to me. I thought it was beautiful. I liked uh, the, the touch when uh, Ness was coming down the stairs into the interrogation room for the first time, and he was completely obscured by that hanging light. Mm-hmm. That, that's an old uh, uh, noir trope. Yes. Cool. I, I love the seamstress lady. She's my favorite. I forget her name now. Yeah. What was her I, name? I, I couldn't tell you. For the seamstress lady. I loved her. She called oh. me a Yeah, she did. She was adorable. Oh, yeah, I forgot her name. I did, too. And I didn't write it down, so there you go. I've got a note, actually, before I hit my high point, um, that they, 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 they got things right they, the, in setting this in Ohio. In 1944, Elliot Ness really was living in Cleveland and was the chairman of the Diebold Safe Corporation. It doesn't mention whether he's hunting or not. <laughs> Well, that would be a secret, so of course it's not going to mention that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Untouchables, the, the 1987 movie, The Untouchables, was really... I, I, I was big into that back in the day, and I've watched it, I've probably watched it a dozen times. So just, just that was interesting alone. The fact that they had Ness in here, even without the stunt casting, I, I've got that as my personal high point. And then I've also got an honorable mention that the score even had these little... Like touches of the Morricone. Score. It did, yeah. Because Ennio Morricone was the the scorer on the original Untouchables movie, and this had little 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 notes and 
and sounds and things that that I were like a couple of times I was just like oh yeah I, I can hear them picking that up and the, the word you're looking for is composer yes yeah, so the super the supernatural wiki said that they uh, had both of their regular um, scorers on duty for this episode. They had, you know, because basically oh. throughout the season they kind of had one or the other working, and they both. Oh, okay. So they came in and pulled double duty. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add as far as hype, but like the whole episode, this one, I love this episode. Uh, Me too. This is like maybe my favorite things. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so much so fun. Good. There is no high points. This is so good. I do love it when. Dean geeks out about things, though. Getting all fanboy over, you know, meeting Elliot Ness, the hunter. Yeah. <laughs> this was this was a good one, y'all. I'm glad we watched it. It like cheered me up. I was like, "Yay! This is great!" <laughs> yeah. Looking looking back, I almost wish we had done a, a noob and Terry for it. Yeah, but, we yeah. we thought that that would have been a good one. I, it, it, it would have broken things up too much, and we wouldn't really been able to do like a cluster. When, when I told uh, when I told Yvette to cover the the credits, uh, it, and I assume you did. I did. I yeah. didn't have any idea who was, was coming, so I was, I was very excited. I was like, I don't know if she'll nev- definitely know Nicholas Lee by name, but I know that she knows. <laughs> I know that you. Know, yeah. Uh, no, no. Where'd it go? Where'd the game where, go? Where'd the oh, name go? Where does that real it's name go? Right in your beard. Jason Doring. Jason Doring. Yes. I knew you'd know Jason Doring. So, my low point, though, uh, I is that you know, I understand that you know if you cast someone for a guest star role and and then you use them up and then you kill them off, <laughs> but uh, I would have liked to see Kronos again, maybe. Yeah. Not not just for Jason Doring, but for for actual like Kronos again. Always always like a good time travel, and it's a new new method of time travel that doesn't involve an angel angel touching you on the forehead. So. Sure. Yeah, and he's an interesting character. He has a bit of a tragic. Uh, backstory to him. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, it's good. I didn't have no low points. I liked it. Um, really, my only and this is like a little nitpick thing is that uh, there's a point where um, Sam and Jody are looking stuff up like online or whatever, and she touches the screen on her laptop, and I wanted to punch somebody. Like I just. Like, that's just, like, all over me. I'm just like, no, don't do that. Don't touch the screen. <laughs> yeah, I get I get spots on my screen from, from this or that, and I'm like, I don't want to wipe it, but I got to do something. Right. It's never yeah, I right. mean, like, yeah, it's like, like if it's, if it's a, if it is a, a touch screen, that's one thing, but yeah. this wasn't, I mean, she just, like, there was, like, you saw that little, like, that little digital smudge that, that like, because she touched it, and yeah. she's, it's like, and I'm like, oh god, stop! <laughs> but yeah, other than that little tiny thing, like, no, I don't have any, I don't have any actual low points for the episode. The episode's great. Sure, all right. We- I'm actually glad we didn't do a commentary on it because I wasn't prepared for anything. You know, like whenever there's a commentary, I'm like, okay, well, something's gonna happen. You know, like it's like this is uh, gonna be a big one or a good one or something. So but since I didn't nice, have anything, nice surprise I was, for you. yeah, I like went in totally like eh, whatever, and then I was like, oh yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> uh, we do. Do we want to quote? I got nothing. I got one. I, I, I've got the, uh, the 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 exit quote. 
You want to know your future? I know your future. It's covered in thick black ooze. It's everywhere. They're everywhere. Enjoy oblivion. Mm. I like a good. I like a good uh, dying future teller line like that. I've used them myself in something. So when he rises, you'll wish I killed you all. Yes, <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> from Buffy. Annie, you got anything? Yeah, um, I have a few. Um, Chicago Way. Who talks like that? Sean Connery. <laughs> Doesn't Sean Connery play an Irishman in that movie? Yes. But he's Scottish. That's like that's that that always bugged me. But I guess it's I guess it's better than him playing a Spaniard. Yeah. There you in, go. in 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 uh, I think it's Highlander. Highlander yep. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me that dirty diaper look. I ain't calling you. <laughs> I don't actually have the quote, uh, so I mean, I, I guess I should wait to see if anybody else does. But uh, I think everybody's done one, so yeah. go ahead. I, I, I don't have the direct quote, but I like that they they someone on someone on the writer staff is obviously I've, I've met people that are like the word awesome is overused and totally not meaning anything like it used to mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I've met people that are like that, and I'm like, uh, yeah, language morphs and changes. Get over it. But uh, yeah, I like that they that someone on the staff might have been that way or something because it was definitely something right. they addressed several times in the episode. For sure. <laughs> I also like this one just because it, it it's like it's one of those one of those ones that makes you go, hey, yeah, that's a good point. When uh, Dean goes, how's paper beat a rock? That's stupid. <laughs> Because it, it did always bother me about about that game where it's like paper covers rock and that means you win. Like that's doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's a pretty nonsensical game. Like also, why would those be the three things that you would have at your disposal? Like rocks, papers, and scissors. Yeah. Uh, uh, we want to pick a pick a winner, or are we are we still quoting? Let's pick a winner. Dean. And clearly the winner is Dean. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, Dean, for sure. He gets to do all the fun stuff, and he looks gorgeous. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Ratings. Ratings. Yep. 10 out of 10 sharp-dressed men. That's all I have to say. All right. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, I- 10 out of 10 future Nancys. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved this episode. Um, I'm I'm in the same boat as Yvette. Like you know, you give me a good time travel episode, I'm always going to have some fun. Uh, you know, it's really hard to go wrong there. Um, and and you know, like '40s era Chicago is always a fun time. You know, really a really good aesthetic, uh, an interesting setting. And hey, Elliot Ness was a hunter. That's cool. So I'm going to give this one nine out of ten Jerry spies. Yeah, I thought I mean the, the setting, the time travel, the the nest alone. I don't, I didn't even need stunt casting uh, to make this one a, a top episode for me. So I'm going ten out of ten. Papers covering rocks. <laughs> Annie, wow, I think this may be our highest rated episode ever. It might be. <laughs> I uh, also really love this episode. It's uh, I am also a sucker for time travel and noir stuff, and it's just, it's fun all the way through. So I'm giving it 10 out of 10 bindle stiffs. 
because I had to look that word up. <laughs> Very nice. All right, that gives this one a um, 9.8 out of 10. And um, let me let me run these numbers real fast and sure, see sure. if anything beats it. Oh, no, Doug, this time. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> it is the highest rated episode ever. Wow. Crazy. Super crazy. Um, we had nope. a couple that were close, right? But nothing had, nothing had gotten that high before. Yeah, I'm sure. Like you know, things like changing channels and stuff like that probably came really close. But that's cool. Wow. So if um, it wasn't, so if it wasn't Doug, what was that you were? Oh, I was, um, I was humming "Marshmallow World" by Darlene Love, which is my favorite Christmas song. Oh. Oh. Although I can't sing, so. Um, the monster I, at the I, end of this book was the closest to it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That was a good one, too. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The closest to it was changing channels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you. right behind that was the yeah. I had a, I had a feeling. Um, changing channels was the one where Sam got turned into Kit. Oh, yeah. And, and more. Okay. Thanks for helping me along. You're, you're all right. I have no memory of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, are ready to, 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 to slip into something a little less comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, John, I know you God. don't have a summary for this one. Um, I mean, I have one. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, last episode in this batch is Season 7, Episode 13, The Slice Girls. Sam and Dean go up against the Amazons, who happen to be on a killing spree. And I'll just have to take their word for it because I didn't watch this episode because I couldn't. Uh, this is the one with a bunch of ladies in it. All right. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. That's, that's really, that sums it up, yeah. yeah. Okay, so does, because um, I want I like, I saw the I saw the summary on IMDb and I was like, wait, I don't remember that. Is one of these girls Dean's daughter? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he, he, okay. he, he hooks up in the episode. Dean and- yeah. yeah, he impregnates a lady who's a member of like a. I thought it was a witch's coven, but then it turns out that they were Amazons and they grow up real fast. And the baby like grew up like super duper fast. And then she finds Dean to help her because these Amazons have been wandering around killing people. Uh, man, I do not remember this episode at all. You're a lucky man. Why <laughs> <laughs> is it terrible? It's pretty bad and oh. offensive. Like, yeah, it's it's oh. not good. Yeah, it's very, very forgettable. Yeah, uh, my high point, I, I, I don't know whether he was a, technically a morgue attendant or the medical examiner. I guess maybe the, the lady that Dean killed was the medical examiner, but uh, I like the guy. The mayor? No, the the, guy, the morgue attendant. Oh, oh, oh yeah, him. He's pretty awesome. I, I, I have him as the ME here, but I think I, I think I figured out later on in the episode that he wasn't the ME, he's just a morgue attendant, but I liked him. My high point was, I so I thought it was a coven of witches for pretty much the whole episode until we finally found out that they were Amazons. And so I was like, I love like anything with like covens or just like groups of like sort of like villainous ladies. So I was like, oh, this is cool. 
but then their like objective was so stupid that I that then it goes into my low point. But like my high point was just like, oh, there's a lot of like really badass evil women. I'm down with that. But then it didn't really go anywhere. Great. So, okay. Okay. I'm just, and I just watched the episode right. today. I'm are you high, are you st- are you pointing yet, or are you gonna go I'm right gonna, into your no, low? No, I just I'm having trouble understanding. <laughs> okay. Something. Okay. All right. So. The reason that they had to kill the dad was what? Ritual. But but why 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 did that help? What what did that do besides you know? I don't know. Maybe they're doing something with the hands and feet later on. Is that what they're eating? Yeah, I, I think that so. That was the flesh of the of the the mother of the Amazons or something. No, I think it was. I don't because know. Well, I was like, this is getting a little little. Too Catholicy for me at that point, but uh, that—that's another discussion later. Sure. I'm not, not sure. I quite understand still. It doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? It makes no sense. Okay. So I guess that's my high point. <laughs> Your high point is that it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, are we ready for low points? Yeah. Okay. Well, my my main low point it was just a kind of a, a I, it was it's it's part of that whole uh, you know. You can believe a little bit, but after you layer on enough stuff, it becomes less believable. And so I could, I could, I could believe the the advanced growth rate or that they could grow pretty fast, but to also believe that they could just mystically learn everything in the world and be uh, normal, you know, more or less a normal teenager by the time the evening rolls around. Yeah. Like where where did well, I mean, that little come? bitty baby was like talking in full sentences. Yeah. Which was extra stupid. Yeah, but I'll agree with that. <laughs> That's part of my little point. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Oh, Annie, did you did you have a high point for this episode? Not really. The okay. mayor. Nice to see that guy. Oh, all right. Yes, yes the mayor. <laughs> Harry Grunner. Yes. Or Greener. 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 I never I never forget out how to pronounce it. The mayor from Buffy is this. Yeah, yeah. They uh, yeah they've um, I've heard. I've heard people like Tim and Joss like say his name before, and it's just it always. I think it's Grainer. Yeah, and I wish he would come back, but it doesn't necessarily make sense for him to. Mm. At least he didn't turn out to be evil like the uh, the cigarette smoking man in the uh, in that other episode with the uh, harvest demon. Was he evil? Maybe he wasn't evil. I forget. He got did he get killed or I can't remember. No, he was. Uh, he 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 turned on. Uh, I think it was Dean. Yeah. Yeah. He went to he went to him for information and turned out he uh, he, he was in he was in cahoots. He worshipped the harvest god. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think it was uh, Scarecrow mm-hmm. was the episode from all the way from season one. Yeah. Yep. Our first our first uh, non Christian god on the on the series, as far as I know. Right. Uh, did you have a low point? No, there's not a Me? lot of differences there. Yeah, yeah, if you, if, if, if not making much sense was your high point, I don't know what it makes a low point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. it I, I'm not gonna definitively point what put yeah, one out just, there. Yeah, you just you just watched it. You just watched it. I know it was half meh. hour ago, forty five minutes. No, I guess it was longer because you had a while ago. I did it this afternoon. When I got yeah. more That's right. The people want. This was a really rough one. Yeah. Yeah. If people want to quote it, I didn't. I did not uh, gather any quotes. I looked. I, basically, my process mm-hmm. for quotes, uh, unless something really stands out, I go in and find quotes afterward on Supernatural Wiki, and I didn't see anything that stood out. Mm. 
You're just as screwed up as I am. You're just bigger. He's bigger. Sam, I guess, is bigger. Oh, yeah. He's bigger. <laughs> He's bigger than most people. <laughs> and I know that John doesn't have quotes, so it's basically Annie who might have quotes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one is just kind of dry on every level. Um, I've got this this exchange. Um, I'll admit it could be in the general vicinity of the ballpark of our kind of thing. Yeah, uh, didn't match anything human usually seals the deal for me. Hmm. I was you really know, reaching. <laughs> you know, it sounds like uh, it sounds like I dodged a bullet, but it also sounds like it makes sense that I don't remember this episode at all. And it and it's really telling because you think that like an episode where like hey Dean has a daughter would like yeah stay with me you know would stick out but I guess like it would have to be really bland and forgettable for that to not be a thing with me where I'm just like wait what <laughs> when did that happen well and it's and it's wrapped up by the end of the episode so it's not like she's out running around and you're gonna see her again oh really do they have to kill her mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of I mean I. May as well say, yeah, it's it's basically like a turnaround for uh, for Amy earlier in the season. Sam kills her because uh, Dean isn't able to, to, to pull the trigger on it. Uh, well, that's sad. And it's I mean it's 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 kind of like the uh, there's a there's a, a twist ending where where she's like, oh, I need you to save me from these these women who are being awful and branding us and stuff. But actually, the turns out that she her mission is to kill him. Like, like it's not. Everybody, you keep thinking, oh, well, the Amazons are going to come back around and kill the da- all the dads, but it turns out it's the kid that has to kill the dad. Oh. And so she's actually there to do that. I see. So there you go. Uh, other quotes, Annie? Um, not really, okay. no. <laughs> this one just was not. <laughs> yeah, I, I've Not got, a goer. So for, for who won, I've got, uh, I've got Sam, and then I've got an ellipsis saying... I guess. <laughs> a really strong opinion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sam, because he saved his brother. Dean <laughs> sure. Couldn't shoot Emma and would have died. Yeah. Sam. This was a neither for me. I don't think anybody won. All right. Well, and then uh, John's, John's limited away from this one for now because he wasn't able to watch it, so... Yeah, I don't know. I like you can probably just leave me off of the off of the rating systems yeah, for this one yeah. because I don't I don't feel like I'm sure. not compelled to like actually go watch it after no, the did. fact you on my own to. time. So we've, we've all, we've all given things. you such encouragement for it. <laughs> right. So we <laughs> like, oh, watch you, how fast I go. Did you and Darcy say yeah, who I, you? Sam. I said Sam ellipses. I guess. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Darcy agreed. Okay. Well, then Sam wins. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're, we're up to ratings. All right. I thought it was trash, and I'm going to give it one out of ten. <laughs> I'm not going to even bother to rate it. <laughs> all right. Enough. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye. I, I've got the, the twist that Emma had to kill Dean was, was predictable to me. You know, I was when she came and she was like, "Oh, you gotta save me." I was like, "Nah, nah she doesn't have to get." She it's, got a knife behind her back. Yeah. So right, because if the mom was gonna kill him, she would have just done it after they finished banging it out. Like, why would you wait? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> banging it out. 
And I did, I, I, there was there was no real like emotional stakes in her death. Really, she barely existed for any time. I didn't really mm-hmm. buy that Dean really felt a close attachment. No, he didn't. But, no uh, was like but he, was, he, he was maybe he was he was thrown by it. I guess you know well, he was he was, he was lock, locked in indecision by being thrown by that by that. I guess. But uh, any case, also what uh, you know, you know Dean as as mentioned during a previous episode. Arthur kind of has a kid out there that he's interacted with and still is out there. Yeah. He never thinks about his mentions and ever, you know, since then. Right. None of us care about him. Mm. No, we don't even remember his name. So I gave it five out of ten severed hands and feet. Wow. Yeah. Five. Five. That's uh, generous. That's generous, That's yeah. You know, I'm going to have to go for four out of ten severed hands and feet just because, you know. You're keeping it even? Yeah, it's. It's basically <laughs> two hands and two feet. Yeah. Okay. Annie. Yeah, okay. Uh, this one, it just bored me. It was a real struggle to get all the way through it. Um, uh, yeah, and I really don't have anything nice to say about it. So I'm going to give it three out of ten bundles of joy. Nice. 3.25, lowest of the season. Wow, that's a back to back. A good one the highs are high, the lows are low. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it was because of our recovering from sickness or recovering from that last episode, but in any case, we missed feedback when we were recording this episode. Simone says, time after time feedback. Try not to die, Dean. Yeah, that's the motto for like every episode, even the ones they actually die in. Ha ha. Dean follows a fedora-wearing guy down an alley and ends up in two days earlier... Jody Mills, we get to see how Jody is dealing with Bobby's death, which isn't particularly well. She seems sad. Nope, it's Dick Roman porn. Yuck. Side note, I reckon Dean's into that tentacle anime porn. Actually, most of Dean's porn is of the Asian persuasion, now that I think about it. Rock, paper, scissors, abandoned home. Agents Smith times two, lols. Medicating, Justin Timberlake hats, fedora, watch stopped, wow. Frank taught Dean to hack local webcams, and Sammy wants Dean to teach him. Nerds! Poor Terry. She's definitely made lemonade out of some sour lemons, though. She's a doctor now. So, Dean follows Logan, Jason Doring, down an alley, and ends up in 1944. Cell phones, spies, badges issued 70 years in the future. Nicholas Lee, a.k.a. X-Files Crycheck, is f***ing Elliot Ness. Red Swirly Light. Ness is a hunter. Untouchables. Time travel awesome. Ness doesn't understand. Bindle stiff. Dean doesn't understand. Obama. Dean looks uber snazzy and has a side part. Ezra said idiots. Infinite hourglass. Kronos. Dean is trying too hard to fit into his favorite movie. The Biff Tannen strategy. Summon a god, kill a god. They found the spell. It's just too difficult. Bobby and Rufus. Fine, you win. Johnny Walker. Chi-Town. Capone. Vampires in Cleveland. Dean mentions that his family keeps dying, and Ness calls him soft. Ouch! Talk to me. I am. Dean and Ness. Magic twig. Punch Hitler in the neck. Ezra kisses Dean for luck. Lila and Ethan. Who would have guessed that Kronos is a family man? Special Agent Costner. Seriously, Dean? Dean finds the abandoned house in the past and sends Sammy a message on the skirting board. Back to the Future 3 style. Cool. 
Older Lila Taylor. Clock stopped. 11.34. Who is Michael? Why does no one ask who Michael is? What if Lila was pregnant with Krona's child and that is who Michael is? Gah! Ethan killed to get back to his love Lila. Monster of God. It's still kind of romantic. Sam killed Kronos, but not before he told them the black ooze was everywhere. Leviathans are everywhere. Jazzy music. Thanks, Simone. And Nutty says, Adventures in Babysitting. I have a soft spot for when this show has the boys face how bad hunter kids have it. I met on the monsters, but I love the actress they have for the kid. Time after time, I think I love all the time travel episodes, and Dean plays a great displaced time traveler. Plus, this episode has Jody, and we all know how much I love her. The Slice Girls. I think they were trying really hard here, but I don't doubt Dean faltering or Sam coming down on him over it. It's just a throwaway episode, and I can't help but think Ben who? You know, the other kid who Dean had who he forgot all about as he made him forget him. It's just a lack of real emotional stakes as the growth with the character that bugs me. Thank you, Nutty. But perhaps the next one will be more interesting. John, what is the next one? Well, the title certainly is. Uh, next for this podcast, we have a noob and Terry, and it'll be for Season 7, Episode 14, Plucky Penny Whistles Magical Menagerie. Hmm. All right, and I believe we'll have an interesting guest that I don't want to promise too much, just in case schedules don't work out. But uh... Jason Dorick, no. <laughs> no, I mean on our cast, not on the uh, show. I don't know who's in the show. Yeah, that's what I was, I was, yeah. Yeah, Jason Dorick is just, joining us to just, watch. Yeah, just for right. Just to watch the episode he's not in. <laughs> you were on the show once, so uh, you get to join us. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how that works. Sadly, no. Yeah, if anybody is listening is ever on the show, you are free to come on anytime you want. Just let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll sign you up and get you in. Yeah. I, I only really know like two actors, and I don't think they, either of them ever <laughs> on the show. Yeah, well, you, we know, get, you can always hope. We could get, uh, get Jim Beaver, so like uh, Yvette can spend the whole time being like, now who are you? <laughs> now you were on this program before? Who do you play on the show? <laughs> That's nice. You had your big break. You were on the show once. Good for you. Wow, that's nice. So you're doing like dinner theater? Or these days? Oh. I've got the wife. Actually, actually I, I feel real bad for the guy because right now his, uh, his niece is um, dealing with uh, an, an inoperable brain tumor. Uh, brain tumor. Yeah, and that. so... So he, oh, that's he has, really sad. Like, even though even though he's like an actor that makes a pretty good living, like he, like the healthcare system in America is so messed up that he that he has to have a um, a GoFundMe campaign for uh, for treatment. Why is this the truth? Like, why is this the way we live our lives? It's insane to me. It is yeah. insane because of yeah. because of money. Yeah, it's sick. Agreed. We're a first world country. It's well, disgusting. We're I don't even think we get to call ourselves that anymore. We're we are something else. This is Well, we, yeah. we we are in terms of like of like the wealth that this country has, but we're not in the way that 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 money gets spent. Yeah, and it's and only going to get worse. So surf <clears throat> state with delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. good way to put that. All right. Well, with on, on that happy note, I think we can uh, <laughs> we, we can wrap, wrap this up for now. Uh, Maybe come back with with uh, 
happier attitude with, next with plucky penny lessons magical menagerie <laughs> oh, that'll be funny cool all right so until then uh, i'll say happy hunting happy hunting bye. happy hunting bye y'all happy birthday morgan Oh, hey, happy birthday, Morgan. Happy birthday. Morgan. Happy birthday. <laughs> He's 16 now, right? Yeah. Oh, stay off the sidewalks. Stay off the sidewalks. Is that to her or to us? This to everybody. That's just general <laughs> warning. Beware. You've been listening to Idiotcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones, who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash sofadogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. Quadruple Z.